Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters. And, what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today, I'm in here with my man, Khalil, the brains behind Wicked Thoughts. My guy. I feel like every time I wear your shit, I end up having to explain who you are or who the brand is to, like, someone. So that's, like, a good enough reason right there for us to do this interview just so that I can be, like, watch his interview. Right, I never have to explain it to you. 100%. Yeah. Honestly, because it'd be, like, the whole time, even, like, coming up myself, it's like, you know, I never wanted to kind of be, like, the main person i just wanted mm. the clothes to speak for themselves right. and they do you know what i'm saying like right. like the same response you be getting is the same response i be getting because i wear this shit like every right. day so it'd be like sometimes niggas hit me up where'd you get that jacket and i'd be like oh the homie made it you know what i'm saying <laughs> right. go get it just because it's like i, I want to see like people reaction to it like right. thoroughly you know but i mean there's two very different types of brands these days where you have brands where the founder really kind of stays out of the limelight and tries to really let the brand speak for itself and then you have you know there's a lot of other brands where the founder is like the whole thing and right. they're basically like you know it's kind of, sometimes it's hard to separate fashion from like influencer merch right right which right. is not where you want to be at if you're a fashion brand you don't want to just seem like some guy who's a, making logos with his name right because i mean it's all about like niggas want to outlive their own shit you know what i'm saying so it's sort of like nigga if i was to die today niggas wouldn't even notice i mean of course the people that know would know but right. the brand would still be going forward you right. know what i'm saying 10 years from now and i think that that's important right i mean because it's like let's just say uh for example like somebody like uh I'm not even gonna name a name, but like, let's just say somebody that was hot 10 years ago and that's not hot 10 years right now, right. you know what I'm saying? It'd be like, now the nigga go from selling 5,000 units to selling 500 because his name ain't where it used to be, you right. know what I'm saying? And if you're a person starting a brand, you really want, in theory, if you're gonna build a brand that's supposed to last, you wanna be able to be, you know, 58 years old and washed and still have something right. that's hot so that the kids who don't even know about you or might, you know, go and read an article or watch a video and figure out who you are. I mean, that's the ideal brand is one that is really kind of completely separate from the founder. Right, it's like it's like, it's like like James Jevia, you know? Like, you say that name, nobody's not even gonna know nine times out of 10, that's like one of the people from Supreme, you yeah. know, that's one of the top owners. So it's just like, you ain't never seen what he looked like. Even like the people from like uh, Iron Maiden and shit like that. Right. It's like these huge brands, these multi-million dollar brands that's like when you really like think about it, you've never seen their face more than like five, ten times. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But like just like I don't know, it's crazy, but the brand is huge though, you know? Yeah. So that's that's like where I'm at with it. But then at the same time, it's like I I like kind of opened up like the spectrum of just like a lot of people don't think because of the clothes, like, I'm really from L.A. Like, I'm right. really from the district. Like, 
I'm not like an implant type of nigga to where I came here. Like I really went to 42nd. I really went to Audubon. I really went to Crenshaw. You know, I went to Westchester. Like, and I'm really young, so it's like, it's like niggas be seeing me for the first time. Like, oh, bro, I thought she'd be like this, like, like a streetwear like nerd. And it's right. like, nigga, I don't even be looking at that shit. I just, I just got like a, a eye for just nice shit that I would like to wear. But that, that's funny because whenever people ask me about the brand and I'm wearing something, I'll be like. Yeah, it's my homie Khalil's brand. He's like a, a young dude from South Central. He's got this brand. Right. Because right. I feel like I want to explain the full context of it. Absolutely. Because it would hit differently. Like the anti-Klan uh, logo would hit different coming from somebody who seemed like they had never really had to face all that much bullshit in right. their life, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that 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 really be another thing, too, because it'd be like a lot of times people don't understand the reference point, you know? Mm. So it'd be like... Like, for example, I might wear this shit and one person might be like, that shit is weak. But it's like, I might wear it and then somebody might be like, yo, that's the hardest shit I've ever seen. Right. But it's really all just about the reference point. You know what I'm saying? Like, how did you grow up? Like, you know, niggas, a lot of people ain't experienced nothing, but then a lot of people have. So it's like, that's why I be wanting to like hop in sometimes and be like, look, I'm really like this. Yeah, I seen a comment the other day we doing the whole Clutch Busters campaign right now. Somebody like, man, he's probably like some white dude, you know what I'm saying? Right. Profit and all this shit. And I'm like, I don't even comment, you know, but I just be like, God damn, like, nigga, I'm black. You feel me? Like, I done been through some shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is like, it, it's weird, but. Because I, I was thinking about that earlier is that probably the average kid who, who buys that has never seen Ghostbusters and has never seen a Klansman in real life. Right, right, I've right. seen. Ghostbusters. I don't think I ever seen a Klansman right. in real life. Right. I think. I think also. But like, I don't obviously, know, it's, it's about what that it, represents. It's, yeah. yeah. It's about. It's about the representation of everything. But it's like, that's that's kind of like the fun part of Clutchbusters because that's just like a segment within the brand, which is Wicked Thoughts. That's mm -hmm. like the umbrella for everything, right? But like with Clutchbusters, we try to make it like very conceptual and like. We do like the little short films where I'm acting like somebody from like the Ghostbusters movie, but like make it about like right. this and that. And I think that's what the people buy into because we create like that lifestyle, kind of like suck people in it if they've never been in it to just kind of understand the message. And I think that's why it's so strong. And it can be kind of hard to mix fashion and a message. Would you say that? Like I've seen a lot of clothes, a lot of anti-racism clothes that it's like, okay, I fuck with the message. But that is not a right. cool looking t-shirt. Yeah, it'll be corny. It'll be like it'll be like some corny shit of like uh like one thing I've seen a lot, cause you know we now that we on like this type of platform, it's like I'm like one of the starters. I'm like one of the, you know, like that's my whole campaign. But like other people try to do it, and it'll be like some corny shit where it's like a clansman hanging from a tree, like mm. just some all out wild shit. Like I'm not finna go wear that, my nigga. You that's know what I'm saying? Much. That's too much. Mm. It's too graphic. Like I, I like wearing things that's like subtle, or if I do do things like this, it's like it ain't gotta be too loud. Like it's gonna speak for itself, you know? Yeah, I like that for sure. So, okay, you're from South Central or where exactly so uh yeah i'm from the district i'm from the crenshaw district i'm like born and raised in the Ave. so like i'm really like i'm really like out like to be specific for like the la area like the la lingo like i'm born in the 40s so okay. that's like between like uh crenshaw to fig all the way from king to 48 you know okay. what i'm saying so it's like a big huge square and uh 
within that realm, it's just like, you know, you got legends like uh, down the street, you got Nip Hustle. So he's mm. born and raised out the 60s. So that's like 10 blocks up. And then you got, you know, L.A. legends like Dom Kennedy, which is from Lamert Park. And that's how, like, I'm, I'm like, so cool with him because that's, like, right up the street, you know? Right. So, yeah. so you, those were some of the heroes that you were looking at as a young man, looking at them as like what's possible coming out of that Absolutely. area. Absolutely, and I think that that's that's honestly uh, like when people ask me like what are my influences, I I, I already like know. I I always say like it, it's Nipsey, it's Dom. It, it's never been like like fashion heads for me. I never looked mm. up to those type of people because it's like, you, you never can't know. relate to it. Yeah, I can't relate to that, you know, but like seeing Nip, like I, I literally seen my brother used to tell me how Nip would like hop out like on fucking Slauson and Western selling CDs, his own CDs, you know, this is before like the marathon, you know, to like having his own smart store. And then like, you know, even like I went to Audubon and I remember like when I used to walk down the street, like, before I even know who Dom Kennedy was, looking back, I'm like, damn, I used to be Dom Kennedy. I would see him in his, like, backyard and shit, just chilling with his friends, you know? Right. And I'm, like, at the sixth, seventh grade at this point, so it's like, I don't know who that is yet. But then it's like, when I'm in 10th grade, I'm like, oh, shit, that's the nigga, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I used to walk home and see them niggas every day, you right. know, to, like, you know, now... They like got multi-million dollar companies, you know, and I think like uh, they set the structure and just the standard of just like, you know, like how you should move. So yeah, that's how I, that's how I kind of like I mean, operate. Nipsey and Dom, you could kind of put them in a similar category of dudes I, from the generation yeah. who really got it out the mud and did stuff like largely independent. Yeah, independent, especially like with hits like uh, you know, just check me out from from Nip and Dom to like down with the whole like fucking yellow album and just uh fucking my type of party and just like the tours that they they you know had and just all the shit that they done man i just feel like overall i don't even need to like it don't need to resonate with the streetwear for me to get the reference point you know and that's just really you know being a young person out of the, the ghetto or like somewhere where where it's not really that it's not really that uh it's not really what's the word for it it's not really that that usual, you know what I'm mm. saying? It's not it's not really one of those things you see every day to like really like you know being the man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Everybody want to be the man, you know? That's what it is for real. But so okay, when you saw them, was your first instinct to be like, I want to be a rapper? No, that's a good question. That's a that's a great question. I mean, just to, yeah, you, yeah. you tend to like yeah. kind of imitate the yeah. stuff you see going, nah, even though actually, you ended up finding a yeah. different route. Absolutely. I feel like it was. You know, it's actually so crazy. I say I say it on here. Like I used to write raps and shit. I used to think I was hard. Like right. like a lot of niggas that like really, really know me, it'd be like like my best friends. This is like between me and my best friends. They'd be like, yo, that nigga Khalil could kind of spit. <laughs> just just from what I used to do. But it's like when I when I came into it, it was kinda like uh like ninth tenth grade when I really started to like think like, damn, what do I really want to do? I realized how many people wanted to be rappers. Mm. And, I, and you know, it was just one of those things. I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't believe, but I'm like, let me be different. You know what I'm saying? Let me let me let them have they shine in that, and then I'm going to go attack this. Because at the time, niggas saying, like, oh, yeah, I got my own clothing brand. That mm. wasn't a thing in South Central yet. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like I end up looking at young rappers all the time, and I don't want to kill their dreams or nothing, but I'll be looking at them thinking, like, you're going to be really successful in life once you figure out that you need to stop chasing this rapping shit. Because right. if you can pull it off, then for sure it's an amazing way of life. You can make a lot of money. You can be super famous. It's right. pretty obvious and easy to understand why anybody would want to be a rapper. Right. But the reality, like I see people all the time where I'm like, 
I just know your energy could be put in a different direction that would be more successful because being a rapper is like, there's just very few people that people are going to be comfortable listening to speak to them that way over beats. And right. it's the most competitive landscape imaginable. I, it's actually crazy. I was just having this conversation with my uh, friend, like, and I was just saying, like, how, like, a lot of the times people just go for, like, the stars. But exactly, it's like yeah. a lot of times people don't really understand. It's, it's a very successful career being on the back end as well. Mm. Like, like, for me, like, having a business and running a business and owning a business, it's like you realize, like, nigga, everything costs money. You know mm. what I'm saying? And not only do it cost money, it costs a great amount of money. You know? So it's like you you don't have to be the rapper, but you could be the engineer. You know mm. what I'm saying? Or you don't have to be the engineer, but you could be, like, the person that's marketing for that rapper, you know? And you're going to get paid just as much as – not as much, but you'll get paid when they start to get paid. So yeah. it's like – you don't always have to be this. And I just kind of knew that from the beginning. Some of the most po uh, successful people that I've met over the past few years, like, for instance, 100K Track, who managed YNW Melly and King Vaughn and shit, he was trying to be a rapper at a certain point. Right. He meets Kodak. He meets Melly. He starts to realize, like, oh, these guys are really fucking talented as rappers. I should right. probably, like, help them out rather than just doing my own career. Now he got his own management company signing tons what? of artists. All this shit. And the only, the main thing that allowed him to do that was just the moment where he sort of realized, like, all right, maybe I don't need to be the star of the show. It's a bag everywhere. And he got everywhere. rich as fuck as a result. Yeah, it's a bag everywhere. Yeah. It's not just, it's just not, like, basketball, football. Like, it's a bag in every fucking business. When you wake up, it's like a recycling bag that's just in the open for everybody to get. But I think one of the things that, like, I like to talk about a lot with my friends is just the exposure of things. Mm -hmm. Like, growing up, it's only, like, it's only, like, you know, usual to see somebody make it out the hood from playing basketball. So mm -hmm. nobody thinks, let me go be, you know, the motherfucker that just runs the company. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Of a, a fucking basketball camp. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's going to make you money. And not only is that going to make you money, but that's going to make you passive money to where it's like, yeah, every month these niggas that's, you know, playing ball, they got to they gotta throw me some. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And usually if you want to get, like, really rich, the way to get really rich is not to just do the thing that everybody else is doing right. and do it a little bit better, right. but to find your own lane and, and do something completely separate from the hey. crowd, you know? Because then you're in your own lane. Yeah. And it's like when you're in your... That, and that's actually... It's cool that you say that, too, because that's kind of what it was for me. Just like even in my whole like career doing Wicked Thoughts, it was like... I was making the cool designs that I was like, it ain't really that much substance there. And then when mm -hmm. I started to like realize, oh, shit, like... You could stand out a lot more from when you just put substance into what you're doing. Mm. So then I had to like go find elements of things that was inspirational to me, and I'm like, okay, what do I rep? Like, what's the reference point gonna be? Right. And then when I when I figured out when I figured that out, I'm like, damn, ain't nobody in this lane, you know? And I started to see the responses, and it was like fairly a lot because it was like, ain't nobody ever seen that. Yeah, I feel like as a as a fashion uh, person, as a person who's making clothes, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, that a lot of it it comes from like you you go out you learn you take things you figure out things etc and then you sort of like find ways to consolidate that into a garment right a way Absolutely. that's acceptable to the people that they'll think it looks cool etc yeah. but like because a lot of times there's been an item of clothing i've seen from a designer brand or whatever and maybe I don't get the reference and I Google it and I realize like, oh, this is a very, very clever right. take on something that I didn't even know right. about. The designer right. was just like 
putting these things that he was interested in right. into these garments. Now watch out, y'all. We about to have we about to hire Adam for our creative <laughs> direction. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to go that direction, because uh, you know. But that's what it's about, though. It's really about like pulling, pulling shit. You know what I'm saying? So like, if I, if I, it's like you know, let's say for example, if I got a brand name Wicked Thoughts, and it's like, okay, what's well, Wicked? Hmm. Well, well, and that's like, okay, these are my thoughts. It's like, okay, now let me go really go learn about some shit. You know what I'm saying? And and you'd be surprised how many things that like like have you intrigued by shit has the same effect on so many people. Even if it's the weirdest shit that you think nobody know about, right. to have like seven to ten billion people on this earth, trust me, it's about a good million people for sure that know about the creepiest, strangest, <sighs> like randomest shit. You know what I'm saying? That and that could be your niche. I yeah. say all that like that could be the people that you like talk to. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So so what was your ideas on fashion like what was the stuff that intrigued you about clothing before you actually started to make a brand like what do you look at and say okay that was something that made me interested in clothes honestly to be completely honest i think uh it was just me like the love for skateboarding that mm. i had i used to skateboard back in the day from probably like sixth grade all the way up until like ninth tenth grade right mm. now i would say sixth to like ninth tenth grade I, I used to skate every day from sun up to sundown, 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. like on the week on the weekends, whatever the case may be. Then I started breaking legs because I started getting too good. You start <laughs> trying to do shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You you run up to a tent stair and you be like, yeah, I think I could do it. And then <laughs> you know you do it, and the drilling off of that came. But it was just like uh, the fucking like um, the companies that I was seeing. So like right. toy machine, I was seeing chocolate. Uh, I was seeing Lakai and all of these different brands. They didn't have too much into streetwear, but they were like, you know, they stand a, for something. Yeah. They had like a decided vision. Right, right. They had like a nice little flannel shirt, you know, and mm. then like I liked the message. Like, like for example, Death Wish. What? Death Wish was my favorite brand because they had this nigga Antoine Dixon. Like, I could give you a story of Antoine Dixon like fucking 10 years ago. We go up to Hawthorne Skate Park, which is the dirty. And he like, yeah, y'all niggas want to smoke. And we like, damn, nigga. Like, we just like, what the fuck? You going to let us smoke? But we young. You How know what I'm you, saying? like 12? I'm like 12. He like, yeah, hit the, but, you know, because the homie pulled up with some weed. Right. But I ain't never been smoking. So I was just like, yeah, y'all go do y'all thing. But he was so hella chill. And I looked up to him for that. Because, you know, when you meet some, some like, when you meet people, sometimes they not who they really are, you mm. know? But he was exactly what I thought he would be, like, so animated, so, like, just crazy. I'm like, wow. And right. then it's like I mixed that because I met my best friend. My best friend name is T. Okay. And like uh, we met one day just skateboarding. And he was like, nigga, what you got a chocolate hat on? I'm like, yeah. So I started seeing he was into clothes. Right. And then I started mixing the, like, the clothes up with the skatewear. And right. then we just kind of like I kind of formed something within that. And then that just took me to, I guess, streetwear. Because if you're filming clips on a skateboard, <laughs> you start to think at a certain point like, I mean, how this clip looks is pretty much all about what I'm wearing. Right, like if I right. do if I do a rail and I'm just like shit, or I do a rail and I got this really cool shirt on, I'm gonna like the clip of me doing the rail with the cool shirt on way more. Yeah, it's like it's like if you pull up, you pull up to the function. Like we just we just went to uh, Sadie's Hawkins, and you oh, know nice. I'm there. I got I went to the polo store to go get ready uh, off Rodeo. I pulled up in that bitch all purple label. You know mm. what I'm saying? So like I'm like, damn, I'm feeling good. You know, and I, if I'm feeling good, like I'm on the bitches. You know what I'm saying? Or I'm on the women. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm on the women, and we having a great time. And you know, like I, I know in my head, I got on purple label. It's the same thing when you doing the trick. 
you might have on a Clutch Busters jacket or a no jumper jacket and make you feel good. Like, damn, look at how I just rolled away from this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, it's a whole thing. 100%. But, okay, did you have the thing in your head of, like, I shouldn't be skateboarding because I'm a young black kid and this shit ain't cool in our culture? Or were right. you already past that? Right. I think, I think for me it was kind of different because it was, like, that's, that's always been one thing about me. So, like, uh... I've always been somebody who's been a free thinker. So, like, I never really cared about what people think. Mm. I always was, like, into my own world. Like, even for when I was a kid, like, when I was in high school, I dropped out. And everybody was like, oh, man, you know, you, you fucking, you talking stupid right now. Why are you dropping out? But it was just like, uh, this is not for me. I'm really? not fucking with you this. You were that confident in yeah, it. Yeah. I'm, and I'm like, at the time, I'm probably 16, 17 at the time. That's probably, like, the time I made my first shirt. And, uh, you know, everybody was doubting me, but I knew in my head, I'm like, this is what I'm on. So it was the same thing for skateboarding. It was like, you know, like, I'm pretty sure when you fucking BMX, you'd be <laughs> like, damn, you'd be having the time of your life. Yeah. And, it, and it's like, it's not it's not an egotistic world when mm. you when you out and you fucking 180 and off of a rail and you coaching your best friend or your homeboy within that realm and being like, you got it, go again. I mean, you don't really, like, have the right or... Like, it takes a lot of nerve to run a brand unless you have that thing inside you that right. is like, I'm going to do the shit that I think is cool and right. I don't give a fuck about what anybody else thinks because if you're just going to do shit that's exact, like in line with what everybody else likes, it's going to be a problem. Like, why right. the fuck would anybody gravitate towards your shit? You Again, know? that goes back to like not standing out. You're yeah. not in you and everybody else's lane. Why the fuck are we finna go in your lane? Like, I'm finna go where I could do a hundred, you mm. know, and, and the lane that's wide open. So like... Growing up, when I was skateboarding, it was like, I thought that shit was cool because I was just having the time of my life, coming in at 10 p.m. every night, getting on punishment because I done seen the whole world with fucking $1 catching a bus, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was just cool. I was just having fun and content saying I ain't got no money for the bus and me and all my friends hopping on the bus, you know? Yeah. Just exploring life, seeing crackheads. That was a huge part of it for <laughs> yeah. me. It was like it, my bike was just a vehicle for me to go yes. out and, and see what the fuck was going on and be around all this random shit that I just realized. Like, this is what I was missing out on by what? being 12 in my room on a Friday night. Now I'm out on my bike on a Friday night right. so I can experience life. You and know? you could really get around, you know what I'm saying? And, and from getting around, you'll see shit. You'll see like crazy ass crackheads doing oh, yeah. crackhead funny shit. <laughs> At the time, you a kid, so it's funny. Or you'll see like fights or you'll see girls or like just a lot of shit that you wouldn't necessarily see if you just stayed in the house. So skateboarding was kind of like that was my inspiration to go back to your other question like that's how i got to where i'm at right now because then if i'm on the bus and i see somebody with some nice jays on i'm like damn i like that you know mm. what i'm saying then i start looking at what's what's in that so it was like skateboarding was like an open ticket for me to really just explore the things that i like and like be exposed to different things and the one thing i like about skateboarding and a lot of brands really and a lot of different niches is like there's a reason why this exists <clears throat> like we are skateboarders we care about skateboard we care about making skateboard videos etc so it's like there's an inherent value behind the brand and a lot of brands don't really stand for anything and that's one thing that i think is dope about your brand is that like almost every piece has a message right and that's what i think is important because if a brand don't seem like it means anything then why the fuck would anyone gravitate towards right. it right you know what i'm saying and, and that's the thing i mean and, and that's kind of like just what i think 
I think like that's really important. But like on top of that, I stand for something. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like it's gonna bleed into whatever I do. Like I, I like you know like a lot of people in LA see me grow up. You know, mm -hmm. and they uh, really like say like, damn, I remember when you was doing it like this and now you're doing it like that. And I'd be like, duh, nigga. Like, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? It was only a matter of time, but I always stick with it. And I always had that confidence. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just like, I don't, I don't know. Like, you know. I, I saw a quote uh, in that documentary about Von Dutch that I was just watching, which got me super fucking geeked about just like clothing <laughs> brands in general, even though that clothing brand was like mostly totally mismanaged in terms of its you didn't see this yet no, i haven't seen it you would love it yeah because your brand's way cooler than what the fuck they ended up turning into yeah. but it was like a brand that was really based on something cool and like motorcycle culture and hot rods and everything and then the brand like they just kept getting people involved who just didn't give a fuck about that and wanted to make it big wanted to make it hollywood and you got to really see this powerful brand just be destroyed in front of your eyes that's how it go it's fascinating, but one of the quotes that one of the older dudes who was around in the brand early said is he goes, I firmly believe that what your brand stands for is way more important than what your brand sells. Yeah, no, And that's absolutely. a fact, because you guys could not sell anything for the next six months, yeah. and the brand still stands as meaning something. Yeah, it's like, it's like when you really look at those brands that's really came in the game so strong, it's like... It's, it's not even about the money. It's about the reputation. Mm. So it's like, even like, you know, like to name drop great brands like FTP and Born and Raised and Hypeland and, and, you know, like shit, Wicked Thoughts. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, uh, even minutes, right? These these brands came in the game with like a, a, a motive. Like, I want to I wanna be put on the map for this. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, for example, for me, it was like, Back in the day, we wasn't making no money like that. We was barely even making money. But right. it was just like, the more I seen people fucking with it, the more I'm like, I'm going to keep going. But like when you start like to involve people who don't give a fuck about it and they only see it for an opportunity, that's kind of why it's like, I, I was like solo for a while. I just started to get a team because mm. it's like, at the end of the day, just like it's the same for me. I'm pretty sure this is like your baby. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, it's hard to trust people. It's, and it's hard to build a team. You'd be like questioning everybody like intentions and everybody like actions and you'd be like, fuck. But I think... Because uh, it like, could take you a week to hire one person. Right. And then that one person could decide to do whatever the fuck they want to do a month later and it's like it's just a massively time fucked. consuming. But on the other hand, you could hire someone who's amazing and they could be worth 10 times what you're paying them right. for years and years and years yeah, if you get the right person. Right. And Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. And then that's when it becomes a family. But like yeah. when you when you start to go like the two corporate route, where it's like, you know, you done grab this person. Off, it's cool to grab people off of like LinkedIn and shit. But it's like mm. when you don't grab somebody off LinkedIn that only came in this motherfucker because of the salary, yeah. it's like... Why would you even expect for them to care about this shit? Mm -hmm. Like, when I, like, interview people, it's like, did you ever even buy something? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Have you ever, like, like, tell me something about the brand? You know what I'm saying? Like, 
And if you're not telling me enough, then I can't fuck with you because of that one reason. Like, I don't ever want it to be something where it's not organic because that's always been, like, my foundation. Right. Have you primarily, like, managed to hire people that you grew up around and shit like that? Because that's kind <clears throat> of a, a gift and a curse because on one hand, you want to hire the people that you what? really feel comfortable around. But those are also the people that are going to feel comfortable walking all over you, what? not working hard, hey. and they might just not have the professional it, skills that you would want them to have in the right. first place. Because it's like, it's all, I mean, I think... At the end of the day, to be honest, you in business to do one thing, and that's to make money. You know right. what I'm saying? But it's like at the same time, it's like how you make money. But like, like how you said, like I remember, like not even I remember shit. I I hired my friends when we start when we ship. Like I remember when I, I had got a ton of orders for the first time. This is around like the BLM movement with the George oh, Floyd yeah. and this all shit that went shit. Crazy right there, it was huh? going crazy, and uh, we were still at my mom's house, like, and we were just like. Uh, Every day we made a schedule and we was just telling people like, you know, pull up at this time. Niggas was showing up late. Niggas mm. was not caring. And you'd be like, fuck, I don't want it to be like this because it's like it's business. But it's like, damn, how am I yell at my best friend? You know? Right. So it was like, you got to separate that shit for sure. Mm. But like after a while, the people that are still doing it, I just be on them and they know me now to where it's like, yeah, you got to be on point when you fucking with me because otherwise I'm going to flip on you. Yeah. And it's not, it's not like, it's no love lost. It's just business. But that's the worst part though is that then sometimes you'll have somebody working for you they're doing a shit job then you fire them and then they hate you and now your your friendship is fucked and the employer thing didn't work out yeah and that's that's kind of why i don't hire friends for that wrong i I just kind of i kind of stay away from that i rather like tell me what you want to do and i'll try to help you the best that i can yeah and 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 you you deal with it and you learn for it and you learn from it and then you be like shit i, I want to work for you or thank you because like we're not gonna go through that I've, I've been through enough like awkward times where it's like yeah that ain't the move right definitely so okay wh- when did the brand really start to take shape and did you call it wicked thoughts out the gate or did that just come around after a while well out the gate i'm okay. at crenshaw high i'm ditching school right and we we it's me the homie malcolm brian and the homie quincy we like oh yeah we finna uh we all finna start this little, uh, our clothing lines. Everybody came up with their name the first day or the next day. It took me a whole year to come up with the name. And I was just ditching school. I was in the hallways and I'm like, damn, wicked thoughts. I come back. I'm like, damn, wicked thoughts. That's it. A year later, I'm probably like in 11th grade now. They like, nigga, you still on that? And uh, I'm like, yeah, I finally come out with the shirt. And then uh, I just seen like out the duffel bag because I, I used to always carry a duffel bag because uh, I used to sell chips and juice and shit. Oh. Yeah, make my little $70 a day. But that, then I, That's when you know you see somebody who's going to be a real hustler. Yeah, that's when they yeah. got a, a well, little hustle when they're young. Yeah, no, nah, I, I, I was always selling. I was always selling something. Right. And then I started selling the shit, the, the fucking shirts. And I'm like, damn, nigga, like you went from I went from making $70 to like $500. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, this is it. Fuck this what candy. About, what about getting shirts made at first? Like, how did you figure it out? Did you have anyone who kind of put you on game? No, nobody put me on game. I never had no resources, no knowledge, no nothing. Wow. The only thing I did was when I made my first shirts, I was going up to the Slauson Swap meet. It was this Asian guy, and he was putting my logo on there for $5. And I'm mm. like, nigga, every day I would come back to get more shirts, you know? Wow. I was going to Michael's to go get the tie-dye, and I would dye that shit myself, you know? And I'd go to school like, yo, this is what I got. And then I just started to see the hype around the school. But then after a while, I dropped out because I'm like, damn, this school shit is weak. I would only go to sell my shirts and leave. Uh-huh. And at the time, you know, I, I was, like, raised in, like, a single household. So my mom, she got work she got work 
and my my dad, you know, he 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 was a helping hand. He definitely was in my life, but he wasn't around because he's been incarcerated since I was like three. Damn. So it was like, if ain't nobody gonna be there to like tell me, you know, like get your ass in school. Why the fuck am I gonna go to school if I don't want to be there? You right. know what I'm saying? So I just started to like uh, dip out and just I don't know, take take span. Right. You know. Did you uh, did you know from early on that you wanted to avoid a lot of the local politics? Like, oh, gang, gang shit banging? and all that. Like, what? what? Nah, I think it was one of those things. I think if you really from LA, it's no way around it. So, right. like, it wasn't a thing to where I could avoid it. Like, it's actually so crazy. I mean, like, even when you skateboarding, like, it's, it's a lot of skateboarders I know from back in the day is like, like cold stone killers now you know what i'm saying so it's like that's just what the hood gonna mold you into regardless but i think for me just being a free thinker i'm like oh yeah i'm I'm gonna work around this but like some of my best friends is like that you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like i even got a story like i remember being on western and vernon this is before c-mac was c-mac to y'all like i always like you know what i'm saying like we literally got into an altercation he like and at the time i'm like you know i'm getting it's actually crazy i was getting louisiana uh Chicken on Western Vernon. It's this fucking big ass nigga with fucking Hoover killer on his fucking uh, face, his fucking forehead. Like, God, where you from? I'm like, what the fuck? But luckily, I'm thinking I'm finna have to fade, bro, because I don't really like that shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, nigga, what the fuck? My boy, he uh, he walked in like, oh, no, nah, this the bro. Like, you know, and I think that's what it was. Like, people, I've been like a real like foot in the community for so long, even though I'm not like officially from the hood people just want the best for me so they be like oh no nah, leave him alone like right. he on to something else he different or like they'll just be like like a nigga bang on me and be like they'll be like nigga do you not know who this is like this is you know like nigga you could bang my hood name if you need to like you know so <laughs> i i just never felt like i needed to be officially on to somewhere because i'm really from there you know See, like that's that's interesting because i feel like a lot of times whether you're rapping or have a clone line it's like the people around you might not really embrace it until somebody else embraces it. I hear that from rappers all the time, but it, it feels like you were really kind of relying on the network of people you had around you, and they saw that it was a real thing from the beginning, and they kind of believed in you. Huh? Right, right, right. And I think that that's just what it's going to be for anything. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, niggas could tell if you if you real or if you fake, you know? And I think that uh, I was preaching what I was preaching for so long. I was saying wicked thoughts for so long. It was like, nigga... He better make it. So, like, let's just keep him out of trouble. You right. know? Like, I've, I've gotten into a shit ton of trouble, you know, but, like, never enough to just, like, get me in jail or something. You know what I'm saying? So, but when you when you started doing the brand, was that, <clears throat> like, enough for you to just be like, all right, I'm solely focused on that? Nah, because at the same <laughs> time, I was still a young nigga, bro. Right, I yeah. can't lie, and, and I can't come up here and portray, like, I wasn't doing dumb shit or young nigga shit because I was, you know? Right. And that's, like I said, that's just the environment that I was raised in. And, you know, like, my mom, thank God, I got one of the best moms ever. I, I guess that's what we all feel like. But, like, she trusted me enough to let me explore life. So, like, mm. whatever decisions that I made, she let me live in that. And I thank her for that because it was, like, I kind of, like, I, I got fucked up in the process, but I'm here, you know, and I learned from those mistakes. And so it was kind of like, uh, you know, all those things took, took its course for me to get right here today. Right. Yeah. Definitely. So, okay, the name Wicked Thoughts, was that uh, inspired by anything in particular? Uh, nah, nah. So one day I'm just in school. I'm, I'm like, I'm having wicked thoughts about this guy. I'm like, man, I'm having wicked thoughts. What the fuck? And then in the <laughs> back of my mind, I'm like, damn, wicked thoughts. That sound hard. 
And so then that that's just how that it was no like like I seen something off the internet or like some fucking magazine. Wicked thoughts just came in my head one day and I'm like, I'm rolling with that. I like it because we all have that and it's on you to not act upon it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And I think it's it's just it just roll off the tongue the right way, like Wicked thoughts. Like, yeah, I got this brand, Wicked Thoughts. Like, damn, yeah. nigga, that's hard. That's, like, the <laughs> biggest thing when it comes to choosing a brand name is to find something that's not, like, clumsy or awkward, that just sort of sounds inherently cool, right. but isn't obvious, hasn't been done to death. It's a tricky fucking thing. How'd you come up with the name No Jumper? It was so just whatever. Like, we, we made a big list of, like, a bunch of different rap lyrics yeah. that kind of, like, sounded cool. Mm-hmm. One of the ones that I didn't use, like, for example, was, like, Up North Trips. Because <laughs> I just thought it sounded hard Damn. because it's a song name and shit. Yeah. And then I realized, like, oh, there's a blog already called that, so I'm not going to do that. But there was just, like, a list of all these different bars that just sounded hard, and I just picked that one. And I felt like it was a good metaphor because it's like, you know, we're doing interviews with people who maybe are not the superstars, especially at that time, but mm-hmm. they're in the game. They're doing something, and I'm curious about them, even if they're not the number one person in their field or whatever which is all still to this day that's what i want to do is like have interesting conversations regardless of if that person's necessarily going to be a huge draw you know but isn't that crazy to where it's like that was always your motive and then like out of nowhere i mean it's it's not like it's not like it's not like you can't notice but you've made like a lot of stars from just having that genuine like yo i just want to know about you you seem interesting to me yeah and then now like they're big and huge and you'd be like damn like you could reflect on their whole career because you've seen it yeah but at the same time i think why i was drawn to podcasting because i always think to myself like it's kind of weird that you gravitated so to like making content rather than doing a brand because i see what you're doing and i sometimes there's like a part of me that's like it would be such dope life to just have this one goal to build this cool ass thing and just work on that day in day out i feel like this is so different because I have to learn a different person every time I do an interview you know right. I have to even if I feel like I'm going crazy on top of the world I still have to like humble myself to have a conversation with someone who's a lot of time in the very early part of their career you know right something about that that just kind of is addictive to me yeah but that make you the man you know what I'm saying like every time like your name come up in the room I, I always vouch for it hey, and I always say that. like man Adam been fucking with me from the very start so watch your mouth man. Was, was it the was it the Cluxbuster logo? Yeah. That was yeah. why I reached out. Yeah, okay, no, cool. no. But we we reached out to you. I was a uh, uh, TK and Picasso. Right, right, that was right. My, that was my mans. And they was like, man, I'm like, man, I would love to get some shit on Adam. He was like, what? TK was like, man, he's so cool. Like, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Let's just see what happened. And like, I met you and you was hella chill. I'm like, yo, I fuck with bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, and <laughs> that that's the thing with me. Like, I, I'm not really like, I'm not, I don't care if you big or if you, if you small, like I care about who you are as a person. Right. And so when I felt you out for the first time, I'm like, yeah, I rock with bro. You know what I'm saying? 100. I appreciate that, that you yeah. found like a tattooed white bald guy to fucking represent your anti-racist shirt. That's yeah. very woke of you. Nah, nah. And, and honestly, <laughs> honestly, like, don't get me wrong. People was like, yo, what the fuck? But I'm like, nah, 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 chill. He cool. You know what I'm saying? Where, where was the brand at, at that point when we first connected on Melrose and stuff like that, where do you feel like you were at at that moment? I was I was just in the beginning of the stages you know I was just like starting to crack you know like uh I think it's actually so crazy uh we had just that collection actually that collection was a collection that we put out that's when we put out clutchbusters for the first time right and uh we had uh Rich Hill which is uh, uh Tommy Hill's figure son right. modeled the collection on some homie shit nice uh Tommy posts it uh 
uh, fucking Hypebeast posted it. And then it was just starting to get like some internet action. And I started to see how fast things was growing. Wow. And then, uh, and then of course you rocked it, and then shit really started. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm, I'm just like, oh shit, like this is what it is. So that was the early beginning. That was like, wow. yeah, that that's was 20, amazing. Yeah, 2017. But so when you started to get the ball rolling there, because I kind of remember you like pulling back from doing the Cluxbuster logo because I felt like you thought that it would maybe get played out if you just kept hammering away right. doing shit with that logo well you know what it was i had to put the work in you know what i'm saying and honestly like i felt like the work wasn't putting in enough you know so like mm. i had to make sure that niggas knew what wicked thoughts was first you know what i'm saying so it was like because i started to see the reaction i'm like yo to be honest this could be a brand on its own but i didn't want that right i'm like i'm like i only wanted clutchbusters to be a segment of the brand you right. know but it was like from the reaction that it was getting it was like damn this just standing strong by itself so i had to like kind of step back away from it to show people like the paisley campaign and the body bag boys and all of these things like you know the the, the dom kennedy collabs and the no jumper collab just like a, a brand like yo we standing strong with like doing like you know giveaways for the kids and having 500 people pull up you know and mm. all of this shit within wicked thoughts and then after I got that down, I'm like, all right, now we can give it back to him, you know? Right. But from them waiting so long for it, when it, it was like a jar being like just ready to bust open for so many like years, it was like when I opened that motherfucker up, you ever seen like the fucking, uh, the Lucky Charms commercial where the shit like a rainbow just yeah. come out the ball? <laughs> like that's what it was but like. But that's got to be scary not making that shirt and knowing there's that big of a demand because yeah. in our modern era, if there's anything that's in demand there's probably a fucking bot on amazon that's detecting when people are searching for that thing you know right. it's like i'm sure it was boo like like crazy over those bro. couple years right bro what if you even put that shit up right now i was i got had to fucking talk with my lawyer about it he's like yo come with the game but like when i looked into it it's like that's when you know you made it yeah. it'd be like if you go online you probably go find fake no jumper shit or oh, yeah. you know fake fucking supreme fake ftp fake anything you I remember know what I'm one saying? time I saw a video of a bunch of kids in Mexico riding bikes and they were like all wearing <laughs> fake on some shit yeah. gear and I was just like and this is a long time ago like 2014 and I'm yeah. just like you know realizing well like this kind of makes sense because the shit that we're selling is too expensive realistically and especially with importing it over the country lines right that shit probably doesn't make any sense for them to buy it. It's kind of like you just got to take it as a compliment. Like, yeah, no, right, your shit's different because it's actually people really trying to make a shitload of money on the internet off yeah, of it. Nah, it's kind of different than these well, kids in this neighborhood doing it they, in Mexico. They, they, they killing it, man. But I, I just say it's like this: if it's people out there buying fake clutchbusters, then they supposed to be buying that shit. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, the, I think the people that's really into the brand gonna buy the real ones, and the people that's in it for the hype or just don't know what the fuck it is. It's, it's all promo at the end of the day because right. it's like you see a fake one you ain't gonna really be able to tell the difference till you get up close and you're like what the fuck but did that motivate you to do more like high-end garments with embroidering right, right, and not right. just make it because you you could probably sell five hundred thousand fucking just plain Cluxbuster logo shirts yeah that's like this but instead you switch it up and do different types of shit yeah we do like the tackle twill and shit yeah. and then then come next year we stepping into like cutting show and really fucking with the denim and you know like the 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 all type of shit the mm. chenille patches and 
all shit that look like real, real, real expensive wear that you can't just go bootleg in downtown, you know? See, that's that's what I really like seeing is because it's always kind of confused me. And I say this wearing fucking Prada shoes, but like <laughs> it's always kind of like seems strange to me how dudes will like really come up and make something out of themselves in life and not even be able to find any brands that they fuck with like the people that they came up with the people from their area etc that they want to fuck with and that's one thing that makes me really happy with my boy desto dub is like i'll see a, a guy like gunna rocking his shit yeah. on a at an award show rocking it like it's fucking designer yeah and that's amazing to me and that's what i feel like if you really develop a brand right people will treat it with that kind right. of reverence and they won't just treat it like some merch while we on that that subject, shout out to Desto Dub, man. He is one of the great success stories yeah. of LA over the past few years. Desto you know? Dub is not only one of the success, but he's like he's in, he's one of those people. You know what I'm saying? So it's like Desto Dub actually used to be a tap man. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, yeah. like tatting like in in the '60s. You His know Twitter name still Tap Man Dub. Yeah, like he he literally tat like Nipsey Hussle before Nipsey was even Nipsey mm-hmm. at this point. That you know was what I'm one saying? of the first ways that he ended up really fucking with so many people was yeah, just tattooing them, and he would be like uh you know just like doing shit for overdose you know what i'm saying yeah. like i i really know dub from a different era you know what i'm saying so to see where he come from where it's like yeah i got young thug wearing this shit roddy rich wearing this shit and it's like i got not one but two stores and mm. i got the truck and it's like man when i seen y'all had the booth at complex con i was just thinking to myself I don't even think I got the chance to tell him, but I'm just like, man, I'm so proud of you. You know what I'm saying? I'm proud of him. And it's just like, I, that that's really like a major salute to see where he's been and to where he is now. So just, you know, just shout out to Desto Dub, man. He's important. Yeah, I could talk about that all day because I seen him like when they introduced me to him, they just said, He's like a famous lean guy. Like <laughs> yeah, when Thug or, yeah. or Migos or whoever comes to town, they hit him up for lean. And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Like that does sound interesting. I would like to meet him. And then, you know, he, he just takes that little friendship with me. He gets on the No Jumper tour. He meets Pump. He fucking becomes best friends with Pump. He's traveling the world with Pump. He uses that to promote his brand to all these people that he's meeting through that. Like I never really seen somebody who was able to make the best out of yeah, any okay. possible situation and turn little connections into big fucking opportunities. He from Watts. <laughs> Dude, that's like that's like O three Greedo. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I just feel like when you come from them places where it's like you you really got no other choice. Or it's like it's like the other day, like it's a big risk on the line for me for some shit going on right now my life and it's like well shit if i'm right here what's the worst this could happen you know what i'm saying like i got a lot to lose now which i'm thankful for but it's like i also got a lot to gain mm. and that's kind of how i view things now so where it's like you know what i'm saying like i come from this like like it don't matter i could go back to that today and be cool you know what i'm saying but like that i got this it's straight you know yeah. no i think about that all the time when i hear people talk about like oh yeah like posting up outside the liquor store and shit and right. i'm like yeah that's some shit you do when you don't got nothing to lose right that's some shit you <laughs> right. do Niggas when, you're, doing that. when you're totally down for a random fucking crackhead to be able to ruin your night or your week by doing something to you then yeah you can hang outside the liquor store if you want to like one, as soon as you start having something to protect then you got to start moving differently and treating yeah. yourself with some respect you yeah know? no absolutely and, it, and it's, just, it's just like that's one thing that you write about because it's like yo you don't want to be like that's how i move now like mm. my friends be like damn bro you super paranoid or like if i like used to fuck with chase it'd be like no let, let's meet up here like i i can't be on the same burnt out dumb shit because it's like it's too much 
Mm -hmm. it's, it's too much. Fuck that. I got to be like responsible and I got to be like, I got to move in a certain way. 100%. How do you, uh, how do you decide the pace that you want the brand to move at? Because, you know, there's so many opportunities. I'm sure you could have a store, no problem. You could afford it, but it's a big decision. Maybe you want to take your time with it. Like, how do, how do you, I'm sure there's all kinds of shit you could have done over the last couple of years that you decided you wanted to move slow on. What, what's the mentality with that? Honestly, I think the pace for me is just what feels right. Mm. Uh, I think uh, that's the way that I, I do a lot of things. So it's like, if it don't feel right to me, I won't do it. And surprisingly, like, once I started getting the team, like, even for Complex Con, like, I just hired somebody. I wasn't going to do it. But, like, somebody on my team was like, man, just do it. And uh, I had the time of my life, and it was cool. But it was just like, uh, I, it, it was like, it has to feel like fun mm. you know like when you open up a store and it's every day you know like activities and now you got this extra overhead and things like that it's like it's not something that you really want to do unless you want to do it mm. you know and, and for me like the way my my financial you know life looked like it's like i don't really need it you know what mm. i'm saying it's like it would just be an extra ten thousand or something for me you know what i'm saying that go somewhere else some fun so i mean but like um in terms of other things, it's just like, um, yeah, how would I say this? I mean, you could, you could do a big drop every two weeks. Yeah, yeah, no, you absolutely. I, but then it's like, yeah, I could do a big drop every two weeks or I could do something that's really thoughtful and like have the people saying, yo, what the fuck did I just see? You know, mm. let me give them my money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not even let me because that don't sound too humble, but like let me spend some cash. You know what I'm saying? Because I respect this so much. I got to be a transaction in this. You know what I'm saying? Like I got to support this, you know, because it's like, uh, you know, I could just keep dropping this all fucking every week in a different colorway, but it's like, I'm not going to do that because then it's like, I'm losing the love, I'm losing the value. It's like, you kind of want to make sure, like, when you're dropping, this is actually key. So, like, if y'all listening, make sure y'all listening right now. When you drop, you don't drop just to make money, but you drop to actually boost, like, stock in your brand, too. So, it's like, and that don't come from money. That come from, like, the moves outside of the money. So, like, let's say, for example, when we did the Paisley campaign, we had, like, Draco when he fresh came home mm. we have fucking Blueface, and then we shot this huge cinematic video showcasing my area to where it's like more people seen it and then they seen like how creative we can get and then that boosts like the whole volume up you know but it's like when you just drop and then it's just like oh we only giving you clothes we only giving you clothes it's like man I'm tired of this you know yeah. what I'm saying so it's like when I do things I try to make sure that I do them with intention right. you know what I'm saying and intentions take it take a minute for you to kind of get like clarity. People really don't like when it seems like they're just giving money to someone who's just making shit for the purpose of making money. Right. You yeah. know, like people want to believe that a brand stands for something bigger than that, whether it's, you know, gear, like when we talk about skateboard brands, gearing right. around skateboarding, you talk about a lot of brands now try to orient their brand around charity and giving back and everything like that. And, you know, all that makes sense, but it's kind of on each individual brand to decide like what they really want to make theirs in terms of their mission yeah no absolutely it's about like it's about like really having like a mission statement and mm -hmm. really sticking by it and really saying like okay i need to do this in this amount and and you'd be surprised how long shit take like when you really get to a certain level you can't just dump out no shirt and expect for it to move thousands of units like to move thousands of units that takes months you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying a preparation 
and then to the like the forefront of the people that's just like the the supporters they only see like oh he just dropped but it's like nah nigga 90 days went into that or 100 days or right. 60 days you know hey does does running instagram ads for your brand's product take away from the legitimacy of the brand uh man you know what that's actually something that i was always against i think growing up i was just like not even just like in general but growing up within like my my position in the brand i was like too cool for school right. and i was just like man i'm not running ads fuck that that looks stale yeah. but then it's like the other day i ran them and it just it just like when you, i don't run them personally somebody else does it for me and it's like uh it's like it's a it's a tool yeah. from the internet and i think that the internet is a tool in itself so it's like why not optimize and like really get your tools right you know what i'm saying but it's not one of those things that we do every year i mean every week and every day like we we hardly run them because it is a such thing as saturating yeah. oversaturating because i've seen cool brands where i keep i've seen the same fucking ad from that brand 30 times looking through people's stories and i'm like yeah, like, you it know, gets I, annoying. It's a great way to get it out there, but when yeah. you're just serving it over and over and over, like like you, I don't know if you have, but you would probably consider copping a billboard at one point, yeah. right? Like yeah, that, that, that could be cool. Buying Instagram ads is kind of like getting a billboard because it's just some shit that you're unwillingly being forced to look at. Right. But if you copped a cool ass billboard in Hollywood or, or in your area or wherever the fuck you want to get it, that's one thing because you know people aren't going to see it over like maybe they see it every day for a week or a couple weeks or whatever but it's different than when you're just seeing it over and over i got a hoodie in the mail from this company and as soon as i put it on everybody in the office is like oh that thing from instagram yeah and i'm like ah <laughs> damn <laughs> i don't know if that makes me feel like this is uncool yeah. or should it make me feel like that yeah. i don't know i mean nah because at the end of the day it's like at the, i mean shit people just be out here trying to get their shit like exposed but one thing that i could say like if you were looking like if somebody was looking for some advice it's like Find different ways to advertise rather than just yeah, running ads. Like, that's a fact. you know, get creative on them. You know what I'm saying? Make mm. make people really see it from a different light. Because then it's like when you're just doing cool shit, it's going to spread like a bad virus, man. And in theory, you can run Instagram ads that are a lot cooler than other Instagram. Like, I feel like I've seen ads for, like, Coach and Gucci and, and all this shit. And they don't show the product. Yeah. They just show the branding. Yeah. And mm. that is kind of that kind of makes sense to me because you, you know if you just see the same pair of shoes fifty times on your feed, you like fuck them shoes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't want them shoes no more. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's Definitely. like they they show the lifestyle of it instead. Yeah, and then the, you know that gets to the person it's supposed to get to. You, you see know? a Red Bull commercial on TV. It's like some weird cartoon about having wings. It's yeah. not. This is Red Bull. You should drink it. It gives you energy. You know, that's right. like, it's too forward. Right. It's like, absolutely. You, you know? Absolutely. Know. It's supposed to be like, okay, let me let me go check it out. One, Not if it's in your face. Yeah. W one person that, whether it's you or Zach from FDP or Dub, people always say like, oh man, he's like a young Virgil. Yeah. Like that's just a thing I've, used, I've heard used over and over to describe young up and coming black clothing designers. To lose him at such a young age is really, really terrible. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that so crazy? I was just thinking, you know, the other day, I'm like, damn, you never really know what people going through. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Because I've never once heard him put out or publicize like, yo, I got cancer. Yeah. And like to be doing everything that he was doing, he just had a show. Yeah. He just had a show. I mean, he did something the other day that I wasn't feeling and I kind of felt bad because when he passed, I'm like, fuck, I kind of called him out on it. And I'm like, he he had like this this hat and it had like holes all over it. And I just didn't understand at the time. And I'm like, this is weak. You know, because me, I say shit. I yeah. say shit. I still have the same mouth that I've been having. And mm. I, I try not to stray away from it. But I, I still try to be like, you know, me. And, and uh, you know, I said something and I'm like, damn, looking back when he passed away, I'm like, I'm like, fuck, did I really need to say that? You know mm. what I'm saying? It made me it made me think a little, you know what I'm saying? But I think definitely being a young Virgil is a compliment, but it's also like a race. It's like, damn, who is going to get that spot? Right. You know, because it's like it's, it's up for grabs right now. You know what I'm How saying? How much attention have you paid to his career? And, like, you know, there's got to just be a lot that you could – relate to and learn from yeah. everything that he went through right? absolutely because it's like to be coming from pyrex where he's fucking getting these champion shorts for 14 dollars and putting pyrex on them and selling them for 250 it was like that was the whole model right. i feel like for 2014 right after he died i saw a dude in the casino and he was wearing a flannel shirt with some weird ass shit printed on the back and it was totally a fucking walmart shirt or something and i was just thinking like virgil's the first one to do that right yeah, yeah. no facts virgil was he was milking the game not milking it but he was he was like like how we said with dub just using what he had and he yeah. really made that shit bubble and I, like i said that's the reference point for me seeing somebody that come from nothing make everything you know so i i fuck with him man like and it's definitely like is like i said it's up for grabs and that's why i come next year like we gonna have some outstanding astonishing work nice yeah that's absolutely fun. yeah like one thing uh you know i remember zach from ftp shout out to him but i remember early on he was super outspoken on Twitter. Yeah, he be right. saying "fuck pink right. dolphin," all this shit. <laughs> right, and then I feel like at a certain point, like that was good for him, like courting attention early on and like getting the brand in people's mouths. But I feel like he kind of figured out pretty early on that it might take away from the brand in the long term if he was always like right. beefing with people or yeah, whatever. Yeah, don't nobody want you deal with like Nike or like fucking Vans. <laughs> don't nobody want to deal with the person that's saying fuck everything. Mm. Like, you know, you got to chill out. And, you know, like even he just hit my phone the other day. He's, he's like, Zach is just chill. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like he hella cool. And I think that's what makes the brand like everlasting and longer lasting because had it been like the same, like, fuck, 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 fuck. It's like, nah, I'm not rocking this. You know what uh, I'm saying? But now it's just like, again, the reference point is seeing this young man coming from nothing, get everything. And it's like, that will always forever be at the top of my pedestal for me. So, yeah. That's the American dream, really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I just feel it a little more when it's coming from the district. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Because it's home. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But I mean, th yeah, that that to, for, to me, from my perspective, when I think about what my kid's life is going to be like, it's like, hey, good luck. Yeah. Because <laughs> your dad has a good story yeah. about making it from a shitty little town and making something yeah. out of himself. You're going to have to live up to that. Yeah. Where, I don't know. Where are you from again? New Hampshire. Right Ooh. outside, like 45 minutes outside of Boston. Yeah. Not not a not, very illustrious yeah. place. Yeah. <laughs> not, I, ain't, I ain't heard of nothing coming out there but you. Most people would say that. Adam Sandler is one of the other main Legend. things coming out of Hash Brown Town. Mm. That's mm. what we call it now. Hash Brown Town. <laughs> no, nobody from there calls it that, but AD called it that one time and then just kind of stuck. Yeah. So that might be my new brand, Hash Brown Town. 
Yeah. Hey, but it, it, it stamps some shit. You know, this home. Slicing <laughs> the potato up real thin and then throwing it in the pan. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, that, that's what it's about, though. I, I think that, uh, you know, you got to you gotta really make something happen. You got to make it shake. And if you're able to do that, man, it's like you're a king, you're a queen. And, you know, that's what I respect. Sure. Um, so in terms of, like, where you're at right now, have you had – you probably had offers from people who want to come to you, want to – make the brand start moving a lot faster being all kinds of different outlets and stuff i'm sure you've had opportunities to do stuff that you don't want to do or at least that you're conflicted about like how do you feel about that i mean i, I uh that happens a lot I, I think when that does happen though like i look at the like everything of what could go wrong and what could go right and uh also again like how do i feel about it like for example, like if it don't feel right at all, I just won't even consider it. And if it feel a little right or if I have a little relationship with this person, then I'll consider it and I'll do it. Right. But it's just like uh, it's one of those things to where it's just like I'm pretty sure you get the same. How do you deal with that? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm, yeah, it's a little different for us, though. Like, I, OK, just for an example, my boy Johnny Cupcakes is from uh, the Boston area and he used to have a store on Melrose and stuff. And I remember super early on when he was making money off just his web store, and I think he had one retail store in Boston, he got the offer from Hot Topic. Like, they were trying to put in a big-ass order and have his logo on shirts and every fucking Hot Topic, and he said no, and I remember being young and being kind of shocked. Like, Jesus yeah. Christ, that's a big-ass check you're turning down. Right. Now, to me, as, as a grown man who understands how brands work, I'm like, holy shit, that was the most no-brainer yeah. idea right there. Yeah. I don't know, maybe there is some way that you could work with Hot Topic, but is going to be handled delicately for sure. Yeah, no. Nah, it's like for me like uh even like uh like Zoomies approached me a lot of times. This mm. is probably like they just hit me up this year again. It's sort of like the third or fourth time and I, every time I told them straight up I'm okay. Yeah. In a nice politely manner, but it's just like I'm good because it's like clearly it's a reason why and it's just like if 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 money is not I mean of course we're in business to make money, but that like I really care about the reputation too. Like when it all comes down, when it's said and done, it's like Wicked Thoughts is gonna be a household name, and I don't, I don't think Zoomies would like take me there. You know, it's well, like, they're certainly not invested in the long term brand building. Yeah, you know, and that's why it's like I feel like Supreme is yeah. where it's at today because it doesn't really have too many re retailers. It's yeah. like the only ones that I know about is just Dover Street Market, and that's all I know. Yeah. Just that one. And if it's any one, like, any more, correct me, but I think it's just that. Yeah, Suprema, every turn, has always just made the decisions that were for the long-term benefit of the brand. Yeah. And never, you never even really seemed like, it, it never seemed like they were tempted or, like, they even thought about doing something whack, you know? Yeah. And that's just got to inspire any young yeah. brand. Yeah, nah, facts. And I think that that's just what you're supposed to do. Like, you know, it's like if you in the dope game, like, you're not finna just <laughs> let everybody have your dope because then now we all selling the same shit. It's like... I asked Dub that one time. I'm like, you never hit the juice with, like, a little bit of sun to, like, stretch it a little bit? Yeah. And he's just like, no. Nah. He's, he said, nah. It's his reputation. He said, because motherfuckers will start pouring up and if your shit looks different then you just will get such a bad reputation right away uh, now i would assume that he probably has done that in his life to somebody yeah <laughs> but, uh, you're gonna do it here and there you know what i'm saying <laughs> to get by but it's like you're not gonna do it every time because yeah. then now you get you get advertised as the nigga that's gonna stretch his shit yeah. then it's like nah don't go fuck with that nigga dub because he's stretching this shit with water over there we gonna have to you know yeah yeah we're not doing that it'll nah. take you for it'll take you forever maybe never to be able to like in fashion you might never recover from right that bad 
bad because now it's press. like see with with like companies like Zoomies, like they gonna tell you what you can and what you can't do. They gonna mm. give you that big bag, but then it's like at what cost? Mm-hmm. It's like now we need you to be corporate. We need you to listen. You don't. You better not do that. You bet, and then you used to the money, so it's like, oh shit, I bet not. You start forgetting who you are. Have you had any like serious moments of controversy? Uh, I feel like yeah, especially with what I'm doing. But like, I, I always been one of those like people to where it's like I don't let like outside like outside opinions really rule in on me, you know. So like, if everybody wrong, or if everybody mad at me, like I'm not taking it no way. Because like the Christopher Dorner thing, I could see being really uh, controversial, but probably not at all with your audience. Yeah, and no. it's like, why would <clears throat> why would the defend the police movement on Facebook? Why would that necessarily know or care about what the fuck you're doing? Right now, I feel like see with the A cab shit again. So still, Wicked Thoughts is still a new brand, so a lot of people don't know about it. So when they come to the page and they see shit like Christopher Dorner and we did the whole short film and shit, they're like, man, what the fuck is this? Mm. But it's like, yo, you just don't understand the reference point like to me like Christopher Donor was cool because it was like once you read his manifesto and once you kind of see his background it's crazy I had somebody at Complex Con tell me who worked for Complex that was one of my friends and like exactly we actually I took the time to go look at the short film and like exactly how you had it was like something like I felt like portray him in the right image and the media like made him look like this when he wasn't and that kind of like it touched me a lot because i'm like wow like you know what i'm saying like this is somebody who was his everyday friend say that it make you just feel like you do everything right so when outside like you know opinions that's just going like you know go with the narrative of like he's a killer or he's this it's like Bro, I don't really listen to people. You know what I'm saying? Like, how I see shit is how I need to be. So, like, that's just, you know, me being a radical and just, like, understanding that I'm not here to be, like, uh, liked by everybody. Mm-hmm. It's about the love that I get from that's the people that do love me. Pretty much, like, guaranteed way to make your brand yeah. not cool is if you try to just be loved by everybody. Yeah, because then it's like, shit, now, now I'm reading comments and now I'm saying to myself, I better not do that again because the people going to do this. It's like, man, fuck that shit. Like, just do it. If it feel good in your heart, do it. You know what I'm saying? And that would be my advice to anybody. Mm-hmm. So, like, when we get these controversial shakeups and people don't understand it or, like, they killing us on the ground and be like all right this ain't for them you know what i'm saying it's no it's no love lost it's just one of those things to where it's just like you know gotta keep going mm. if, if it was cool enough to me to put it out you know then then it was right you gotta stand by it i gotta stand by it 100 mm. until i outgrow it or i can look back on it and say damn i was thinking like this and you know because there's been times where i've done that like i think i've made a shirt in my past that said something like uh uh, it said, uh, fuck LAUSD and their brainwashing schooling systems, WTLA, let us teach you. And at the time, it was kind of like, I was just really like, damn, I don't think the school system is that good, but it's like, who am I to say that? You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes the school system could help kids, you know what I'm saying? And I don't want the kid that's looking up to my brand that's 13, year old, 13 years old to be like, I'm not fucking with the school system because Wicked Thoughts said it. Mm. So it's like, you got to be mindful of what you put out at the same time, too. So That's an interesting point, yeah, because it's, it's super easy to sell, like, you know, rebellion and, you know, nihilism. Yeah. But it's kind of sometimes that you do have to be concerned with that, the, what the long-term effect might be on kids and everything. And also, like, the older I get, the more I look at the school system and I'm just like, 
well, what the fuck are they going to do? Bro? Right. This is an impossible right. challenge. You know, right. it's like they have no fucking money. They're trying to hire people for the most important job in the world of like right. making these kids smart and educated. And then you're going to pay them jack shit. Right. I mean, it's just like, I, I'm, I'm so thankful. I don't, I'm not in charge of this fucking problem. Right. You can't yeah. win from losing, man. But, you know, we're going to get through everything. We're going we gonna to get through everything. I think it's, it's headed in a, in a, in a uh, good direction. I feel like uh, just this whole generation as a whole has been like, proven to the to the community and the board that like you know you really could be self-taught out here and, and education is just really the basics yeah you know what i'm saying so with that being said it's just like whatever you learn in school man stick by it man and and uh do your own thing too right do you think it's important though that kids figure out the uh, things on their own like in the sense that you had to figure out a lot of shit on your own do you think that's a good thing? Would you ever like want to like put out a fucking guide basically to like let people know how to run a clothing company, or is, yeah. that, is that a trade secret sort of? Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. I feel like uh, I feel like in 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 some type of time I will right. definitely because it's like man, if I could prevent people from making so many mistakes that mm. I've made, like I remember one time, just for example, like custom air customs errors, like I had like a design that said pink with a star and then it said panther, but because it had pink. And a star by it, that's like a registered trademark to Victoria's Secret. Oh. But mind you, it said Pink Panther on it, and it was like worth like twenty thousand dollars. And I spent maybe like like ten thousand dollars on it, or it was worth thirty thousand dollars, and I spent ten thousand and they destroyed it. And it was like, you're not getting this back. You know, it's little things like that that I would just like just watch how you move in certain, you know, directions and areas. And this is when it when it hurt my pockets. So it's wow. like for the kid coming up, it's like, you know, customs, watch out for customs, watch out for like when you do cut and sew samples and, you know, the times and the leads and, you know, the profit margins you should be making. I, I want to do that one day in my lifetime, but maybe like when I'm all said and done and I got like just billions of dollars worth of game. So customs has people that are keeping an eye on what is on the stuff that's being imported to specifically look for right. copyright infringement? Right, because the whole thing of the matter is it's like, what about the people that's in downtown? They downtown not making all of that shit. Yeah. They going to the shit overseas and then they bringing it in. So it's like those big companies like Victoria's Secret, they, they paying customs like, yo, this is our trademark. Make sure if you see any logos like this without the number, the trademark registered number to go back, yeah, destroy that. You know, it's what just I'm crazy because there must be like millions of potential millions. copyrights that they have to be keeping an eye out for. And they telling you you're not getting this shit back. We finna burn this up. They telling you in the most harsh manner, like you done did a, a, a crazy crime, and I couldn't even believe it because I'm like at the time I'm like. This ain't even Victoria's Secret. This right. is that Nobody in their right mind would ever mistake this <laughs> like, for I'm it. telling them, like, look at the tag. They like, nah, man, it's Victoria's Secret. They telling me that my brand is Victoria's Secret. But that was a that was a uh basically like a licensing thing with the yeah. Pink Panther shit. Yeah. So but that was valid. Uh, okay. No, no, no. Yeah, no, it wasn't even it wasn't even with Pink Panther. It was just some design oh. that I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it was like, you know, shit. Even I thought it was like going to be a license issue with Pink Panther, but right. it was with Victoria's Secret. So when it first got back to me, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, uh, this is copyright infringement or trademark infringement, whatever the fact. I'm like, oh, damn, Pink Panther like that? They're like, nah, it's for Victoria's Secret. That's I'm the like, thing, though, is that I don't think 
no matter how much you thought about it, you never would have been able to guess that that was going to happen. Because even if you had a fucking lawyer sitting right with you looking at that, like right. you're never going to think of the, the Victoria's Secrets connection. Right. And that's why I'm saying like that's why. A, and that a could book, cripple a brand. Yeah. A, a book from me needs to come out, man. But like I said, I want to have a billion dollars worth of game so it could just be like you, you spend 25, you get in a lifetime full of game. Right. So it's going to come out. I got to just experience more things. For sure. Yeah. Um, so do you feel like the brand needs to keep growing at a, at a very moderate pace? You, yeah. Like, like it, it can't go from, like, you know, hypothetical numbers. It can't go from a million dollars one year to 10 million the next year. It got to be one, two, four, et cetera, yeah. right? Like, you, you, I mean, you, you can't you, afford to just go that crazy, yeah. right? Well, no, it's just, it's just about, like, what could you handle? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because that's shit. That's kind of the position I'm in. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> what could you handle? I mean, of course, like, we... You can always go crazier just by dumping the money that you get in and to right back going, you know, right back in. But like me, I don't want to burn my shit out ever. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's one of those things to where it's like a baby. You don't want to just put that put the little kid through the mud. You're three. You know? Time you, to drive a car. Yeah, nah, you gotta, you know, <laughs> gradually do things yeah. and you gotta gradually say like, okay, like, yeah. let's do this, let's do that, you know? And with those things happening, then you get what you're looking for, you know? So like, when we have a great year, we make fucking a million dollars and then the next we do five and then it's like, you know, like, shit, you, you could possibly do 10, you know? But it's just like, make sure like, when when those things or those moments do happen that you you prepare for or if you can't prepare for it you be able to move in it and if you can't move in it that's just the 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 clear indicator that you can't do it yet because mm -hmm. there's been times where it's like we do a certain amount of volume and it's just just too much physically mm -hmm. on me mentally physically and i'm i just can't fuck with it Right. Yeah. Yeah, you got to protect your energy, too. Yeah. Because this shit, at the end of the day, I like to tell myself, I tried to tell myself, I'm only 25, bro. Wow. And I've been, that's crazy. I've only been doing the, I've been doing the brand since I was like, you know, 17. You feel me? So it's like, all my childhood life is always, I wouldn't say been around business, but like I've always been business minded. But at the same time, I'm coming from where I'm coming from. So it's like, if I'm on young nigga shit, like sometimes I can't because it's like and by young niggas shit I just mean like just doing bad shit just right. doing hood rat shit with my friends you can't do it all the time because now you got a business and you don't want to like you know jeopardize that for some temporary front you feel me yeah the so, fact that you are that young is and that you are from where you're from is what makes your come up even more impressive to me because when you come from not having shit it's got to be so much more tempting to just fucking go for the easy cash grab with the brand and right. not not be thinking about the long term, you know? Right, absolutely. And I, I, I just think that uh, with that, it's like, you know, what is your intentions? Yeah. You know, when I came in the game, like I said, I never wanted the money. I just wanted the reputation. Mm. I already knew the money was going to come because... On me, you know, like, like I said, I've been selling chips, candies. When I was like in the third grade, I would have my big sister fucking like put paper over like the fucking uh, TV screen and trace over little Dragon Ball Z characters and sell them. Oh, wow. I was selling them for like $10 in the fifth grade, wow. third grade. Just really getting, like, I've always, anybody would tell you, damn, Khalil's always been making money his whole life. Right. So it's like money wasn't really my objective my objective was just being like someone interested in clothing and saying i want to make my own and i want to make great clothes and i wanted to have substance and i wanted to be a household name so beautiful thing yeah absolutely for sure 
anything you can tell us in terms of where the brand might be going uh, in the next year or two? Big things you have planned? Any yeah. uh, sneak peeks? I, I, I think that, honestly, uh, man, I'm really excited. I won't say, but it's definitely a shoe collab coming out uh, wow. next so. year with a, with a mainstream brand. Uh, uh, not even a mainstream, just a household brand that everybody is going to like wow. go crazy about. Uh, and on top of that, uh, just uh, getting ready for the whole Clux Message tour. I want to do a tour and just like uh, just really like stop in certain states and do pop ups. I'm excited about that. And then, uh, you know, uh, really hop into my cinema bag, because when we do these short films, I do be like seeing the response and people being like, man, you should fucking like do something. So I'm like, what if I did? You know what right. I'm saying? And and I just want to take that with wicked thoughts and hopefully something come out of that. Because I think just a, a life goal of mine is just to work with A24. I would love to work with A24, which is like a it's like a, a, a movie company. They, oh, okay. they, I think. Are you familiar with uh, Mikey from IC? Illegal oh yeah, 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 yeah. We've yeah. done some videos. With yeah, him yeah. He's, yeah, he's he's uh he's worked with A two four. They uh they put out the movie uh oh, mid nineties. Right. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I want to do something like that, but like. Or was it my, North Hollywood? That was his movie. Yeah, he did both. Oh, they did mid nineties. He oh, did that man. with Jonah Hill, and then he did uh North Hollywood. I think that was himself. like just him, right? Yeah. 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 yeah so. Wow. You know, I just uh, it's, it's a couple things, and it's a lot of shit that I can't say. So it's just like, you know, you just gotta keep your eyes peeled, man. Wicked Thoughts is gonna have a big year and just five years in general because that's how we think in five ten years so you know it's a lot coming up uh, just be ready for it for sure man i feel like it was a legendary interview you're letting us in on a, a yeah. lot of things that are yet to come no 100 yeah my man I'm, I'm very proud of you it's yeah. been a wild thing i've yeah. seen a lot of artists grow up out of uh you know like seeing their careers early on but to see people like you and dub blowing your fucking brands up and doing everything right and thinking about the long term is very you got very to motivational you got to because it's like it's needed it's needed for somebody to see because i i try to look at it like you know i want to be like a dom kennedy or a nip to somebody coming up to where it's like man i seen khalil go from this to that i could do it too all right, you know, if they don't look at me, they could look at Dub or anybody coming up out the district. Yeah. You can do it. Whatever you see me doing, you could do it too. And there's a lot of people watching this who who need to hear that and they have a fucking seedling of something. Yeah. And they just need to chase after it. And I honestly, even like I'm at a different point in my life where I already kind of built something, but I need that fucking motivation because that's the motivation that's going to make you win is really having that excitement for it. Y'all got that. Y'all got that for <laughs> sure, man. Y'all, it's in the back. We got Laura. Man. She's our Energizer Bunny now, yeah. you know? Shout out Laura, you know what I'm saying? And shout out Gina, you know what I'm shout saying? Shout out Gina. Yeah, hey, shout out all y'all. And to a lesser extent, these white people over here. <laughs> nah, shout them, because they making it happen. They, they're around them big-ass computers, and that's the shit that's going down, you know what I'm Look saying? Look at him, he got a pink hoodie on. All right. No, 100%, man. Thank you for the Khalil, uh, opportunity to even man. do this, man. We're going to do another collab one day? Yeah. Yeah. Let's hey, go. look, it's on. It's on camera. It's on film, man. The No Jumper Wicked Thoughts is coming soon. We're gonna do it. Have a nice pop up, and it's gonna be crazy. I still think that fun. that one graphic we did is like by far one of my favorite yeah. things we ever made. I seen you when you did the Dame Dash interview, Brought man. It back. I love and I, the academics one. Yeah. I don't know why. I just bring I, that back from time to time. I love that, man. I was like, man, I I love Adam, man. He's got a special <laughs> place in my heart for sure. Much love, man. Love, bro. Khalil. Let's do it. Wicked Thoughts. I'm proud of you, bro. Come on, my Thank guy. You. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us on YouTube, all that shit. Go check out his site. We'll put the link in the description. I'm motivated now. Let's do it. I'm going to go get some work done. Let's get it. Appreciate you. Thank you, man.